Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group and welcome to our podcast series. In our next episode, we're going to be sharing an interview with Damien DiVicentis from Beyond Plumbing, a young and up-and-coming entrepreneur and his quest, his desire, his passion to be ensuring that he's building a business, a plumbing business, focused on emergency services work and particularly with insurance-based uh, uh, clientele as to how he's, 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 he's collating a team that is excelling at every single level. He's building a team that's based on standard of showing up and doing what you need to be doing on time and on budget and ultimately doing it better than you did it last time. His revenue has increased per calendar month at 233% in the last 12 months. His team has also doubled in size for which, you know, again, that's a responsible outcome when you think about his income has more than doubled, if not quadrupled in size. He's recruited a backroom, you know, the back office team. He's moved into new offices. He's slowly growing and continuing to advance his identity and the business identity of being a genuine contender in being a, a, I guess, a business of choice to the insurance industry in terms of emergency work. And as recent as several months ago, was on the front cover as a bit of a poster boy in the Australian Plumbing Magazine as a business to watch, a fast-growing business on the uh, on the growth. And amongst all this, he's also been a, uh, a father for the second time. And uh, yeah, power to you. Damien and what you do and your team at Beyond Plumbing. So sit back, relax, listen to someone that again with total clarity and total I'm going to do what I say and I say what I do um, individual in how he has grown and will continue to to grow his business at double and triple digit growth year on year going forward. We love business owners. We love them all. And um Sometimes you really do get gems. Now, I'm gonna say they're all gems, they just, they just sparkle differently. Um, but Damien at, at Beyond um, started working with us 12 months ago, and I would definitely describe him as someone who is, who is you know, genuinely ambitious. There are some people that, that, that I believe when it comes to building a business, they get to a certain point, and it's not for us to judge where that point is. Um, but they go, you know what, I've had enough. And there are other people, enough means I've, I've, I've reached a level where I'm satisfied with what I've got. I do believe with Damien, he will keep on going and going and going. So thus far, in the 12 months we've been working with him, um, 233 revenue increase per calendar month, which to be perfectly you know, honest with, from, from my perspective, we started at one level, 233% increase over 12 months. Even I was sitting there and going, wow, that's, is that really happening? really happening. Clearly, the team has doubled in size um, because you can't do that sort of growth without a lot of people joining the team. Um, and we've gone from no backroom team to having a backroom team, which is a very significant growth step when you're moving from the million to the two million mark. Um, premises, so he's gone from the home into his first premises. Um, very good at promoting himself, as you can see there. Beautiful picture of our Damien. 
And, and finally, in and amongst all of that, he's had his second kid, which is, um, you know, if you've got kids, you know what the second kid's like. It's, you know, it's quite a lot. So there's quite a lot going on. So without further ado, um, hand four, please. Damien. Thank you. So, why don't we start at the beginning? Once upon a time, there was a young plumber who decided that, you know what, I won't work for anybody else, I'll work for myself. Talk us through that, that kind of moment. What, what, what made you make that decision? Well, from a plumbing point of view, I, 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 um, I decided very early on to go into the trade game, the plumbing game. Um, but saying that, I, um, I knew from very early on at that stage that uh, I was a leader in the, you know, I, I had the leader capabilities within um, companies or just in the trading you know, itself. So I organically found my, my, my way through uh, companies I was working in of um, taking charge um, and you know, work, working with teams, working with management within those teams on, um, on achieving desirable results. So it was... It was always a given for myself, I think, um, in, one, in one way or another, that I was going to migrate into um, owning my own business. Um, whether that was going to be in the plumbing industry or not, I always knew at some stage that I was going to migrate into running a company, running a business, running a team of guys to, um, to, uh, to, 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 to achieve that desirable outcome that I... Um, I, I envisage. I'm a, I'm a very big believer on having a um, vision. Um, I, I had a bit, a bit of an involvement in sport growing up, and I was taught from an early age that you've got to you've got to be very visual with what you want to achieve. Um, still do it to this day. I can I can picture what I want, what I want to see, daily, weekly, monthly, and even 10, 15, 20 years time. So I could um, visually see back then of where the path was going to take me. So you moved to London. Um, and, and I believe in London when you were there, you saw a few things and, and, that, and that kind of motivated you to come back and, and get your own thing going. Yeah, definitely. What was, what was that about? Look, London was an in incredibly important um, puzzle to this, to, to this jigsaw. It was a, um, one thing that I, I, I realised out of that is here in Australia, we're a, we're a baby in the big scheme of operations. Um, doesn't matter what, what it may be. And I, I soon realised working in the plumbing game over there that one, our level of um, expertise over here is leaps and bounds above any European country that I stepped foot in over there. Um, but saying that as well, it also gave me the opportunity to see the opportunity that was, you know, was back home. Um, one whoever came up with the concept many years ago of licensing um, plumbing and electrical, if you like, um, was a brilliant idea because it gave us an opportunity to have a trade that had protection, um, which in that protection gives you growth. But more so, it, um, I had the ability to learn off companies over there that have, um, some of those companies in the plumbing game have been around 50, 100, 150 odd years. So, Learning their, um, the way that they've gone or, uh, about things um, in a country with a population so large, um, you know, one saying that always, you know, sticks close to my heart was still with your eyes. 
and that was a big thing that I did whilst over there was I was just stealing with my eyes, getting little um, facets of companies that I would like and I would think would work once I came back home. Beautiful. So when, 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 what was the year that you started your, your business? So uh, 2015 was when we hit the ground. Yep. Uh, we got, I got back to Melbourne in 2014, but there was a bit of a transition of changing ABN numbers from previous company names. Um, came back with not even having a car, so I had to find myself a vehicle. Um, and then the choice of um, having to find work, so I was subcontracting at the time to other, other plumbing companies whilst I was um, trying to seek some, um, some business myself to get the ball rolling. Beautiful. So 20, 2015, so that's pretty impressive. Three years, big time. Mm. Bit of a joke. Um, so what were the first couple of years like? What were the, what were the highlights? What were the lowlights? Talk us through those, the, those first two years. <laughs> it was a, um, look, the, f the first, first two years were probably the te most testing times. Um, in hindsight, looking back, and, and I, I think we've all probably been there, is I uh, subconsciously was falling into the trap of um, being busy, not profitable. Um, I would like to say I've got an ability of um, selling what we do, um, getting into doors and, and, and generating work, generating sales, but I didn't know um, the trick of finding that A grade, um, that A grade client, if you like. So, at the early stages, um, we we're specialising in the, uh, and, and we still do now. We specialise in the reactive maintenance emergency response. So early on, I was knocking on real estate doors, and being um, offering a good service. I would like to think what got us in there. We we had a, a number of real estate um, property managers on our portfolio. But with, without me knowing, um, that was actually um, hemorrhaging the, the company massively. We were becoming, like Steph was saying earlier, we were becoming a bank. The cash flow was, um, wasn't coming in as quick as what we had to play our suppliers, our wages, etc. So it was a very testing time to the, to the state of those dark days where um, you're having to dip into to your mortgage to, um, to pay that lease or that trading bill. So that was testing time, but you know, I, I suppose. Um, bit of a wake up call as well, you know, of where I wanted to go because I didn't lose sight of that vision, what I wanted. Yep. And I knew that if we're on, to continue on that path, I wasn't gonna get there and something had to give. Yep. So you had that, that moment where more money was going out than, than coming in. Always one of those moments where you really are tested and you know, your, your belief is, is tested, your vision is tested. So what did you do then just to, to turn that corner? Well, I won't use the word luck, but it was, um, it was basically, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge believer in networking. Um, I'm always, whether I'm speaking to someone, uh, even just driving the car down the road, I'm constantly looking at the vehicle signage, what's that company, what do they do, etc. And it was actually during that, those dark times where I knew something had to give and I had to have, just find that other opportunity and it was a, it was a contact that with the, with the person I had a discussion with about six, eight months prior that rolled into an invitation to offer our services within a, um, within a company in the insurance sector, which is now, you know, which is now our niche, that, um, that really um, 
just turn that page and, and, and I suppose, um, you know, lit that spark up again in the, uh, in the whole Beyond venture. Beautiful. So that was, that was the one that, that, that kind of really yeah. pulled you out from that particular yeah, definitely hole it out. And, took you, and took you forward. Okay, so there you were in your late 20s. Um, you're two years into a business and um, you came knocking at our door. Now, I'm just, I'm just curious as to why you did that because many people could, many don't. What was, what was going on that, that, that made you look for something like us? Look, on the back of that, that opportunity that arose, that then organically led into other opportunities within that, within that sector. So we were, um, we were scaling rapidly and at a rate that um, I just had my finger on the pulse and it was, I could finally see we were heading where I wanted, wanted it to go. But I knew that, um, and now working with you guys, you know, I've often heard that having a business is like, um, like you know, growing a child. You know, you do the right things at the early stages that they get to that late teenage years and you've got to let them go. You can't hold on to them. That's where the business was going. It was getting to a stage where I couldn't just hold on to it no more. I couldn't just keep it within my arms. It was just bursting. It just wanted to go. But I knew that I needed some um, some guidance. But more so, I'm I'm, I'm very um, I've been open to you know during this goes back to my sport. You know, I've always been open to outside advice, outside coaching, outside. And I knew I needed some some guidance and some um, advice, some tips on what the next um, step should be taken. So I. Um, I attended one of these events on the back of uh, a recommendation from a previous boss that I, I, I reached out to. Um, you know, I had a discussion with him, and you know, just on the simple basis, you know, what did you do back in the day? You know, this is where I'm at. I'm, I'm going to be truly honest with you. you know, it's sort of, it's going places that I, I, I'm, I'm excited for, but I'm also, also nervous for. So he um, he put me onto Stefan. At that time, came along, um, listened to. Um, you know what this environment is, and you know, I did this family, so to speak, and um, it was it was a no-brainer that I got I got involved in um, the rest of history. Cool. So, just so that people understand a little bit more, because reactive maintenance doesn't necessarily mean much to people. Um, just so people get an idea as to the the bursting at the seams, you were the receptionist, you were the customer service for the client. So, just think about this for a second. Um, you've got someone like Amy, for example. You've got me, the client. So I'm, I'm, I'm the person who is, who is having his house fixed. You've then got Amy, the client, meaning the insurance company. And then you've got the third party, the builder. So you've got huge amounts of paperwork and complexity. And to be quite honest, it was quite funny watching him at the beginning, answering phone calls and, and being five people all, you know, in the space of, of literally three minutes of being customer service and then speaking to a plumber and then doing everything, you know? Complex, it's a complex business. And, and you had people in the field, but you had no one mm. in the background whatsoever. Yep. And uh, while you were doing an amazing job, definitely like busting at the seams. Yeah, definitely. I think one thing that I, um, I, I adopted very early on was the, um, the perception theory. Um, I always set out to be perceived bigger than what I actually was. Um, Early on, it was that prime scenario. It was probably 
put some grey hairs on my back because I uh, I wasn't I didn't want to give that little trick away to you know to the clients because we're at that stage we we're dealing with some pretty um, reputable clients you know the you know the likes of your Amy's, your Suncorps, etc. So um, but saying that that perception theory of um, Hang on a minute, let me just put you through to accounts. But funny enough, they're speaking to Damien, who's in accounts. You just spoke to Damien in admin. So, um, you know, you probably see a lot of my vehicles around, you know, don't, don't be too sold by the numbers on those vehicles because that's part of the perception theory. So, um, that was probably a little bit uh, stressful at the time for doing that, but it's now, um, it's, it's, it's worked. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's worked beautifully well. Um, so be, just, just, just be a little bit more specific around the busting at the seams. Where were you busting at the seams? You know, how could you know? Because I've seen so many people like cling on for dear life, meaning that they just can't let go. Um, but what were you literally experiencing on a day-to-day -day basis? What, what were the actual issues that, that made you realise? Because you know, it happens slowly. It doesn't mm. happen suddenly, no, boom. It kind of creeps up on you. What were you, what were you I think the biggest challenge for us was, you know, we're, we're, we're very admin heavy with what we do. So, you know, during a peak period, we'll, you know, we, we could receive 20 to 50 purchase orders a day. Um, and at that particular stage, I was uh, struggling immensely on actioning those purchase orders. Um, you know, we, we, we fortunately had the, the front line and the, and the manpower at that stage to respond. I couldn't, I couldn't feed the information to them quick enough. Um, so we, we, we had the front line, we had the manpower to um, sustain what was coming through at that particular time. Um, we had, a, we had, we had a, a, an extremely challenging time getting that information to them, but we also then had a, probably a bigger problem and issue on once that information was fed back to us in communicating that to the client, but the biggest part was is actioning that to an invoice and sending the invoice so um, our biggest um, challenge at that point of time was the back end, was the, um, you know, the, 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 the issuing, the communicating, the invoicing, the actioning jobs on hold, um, you know, sales were being lost in the mix of all that. So it was a bit of a tricky time on trying to um, really capture everything coming through and getting to our guys to let them uh, do what they do best um, and then make that into a, uh, an end profit. So how many, you know, when, when were you doing your invoicing? When? Yep. Morning, night, in between phone calls. Um, weekends. And then weekends, and then during, during CAD events, so CAD events are catastrophic events, so your major storms, um, Tasmania, Queensland, so we've got, we've got crews that have been immobilised to go up to, to Queensland. We had uh, crews that went down to Tasmania. So during CAD events, they're very testing time. So it wouldn't be uncommon that we're invoicing two, three months later. But what that meant for us is we're getting hounded, we're getting pressured from our client because part of their KPIs is invoices, reports, communications have to be sent back or, you know, within certain periods of times. And how much money have you owed? You don't have to say dollar amounts. How much? Yeah. Oh, anywhere between 150 to 230,000. Yeah. Not good. No. Not good. So, you kind of get a little, a little bit of a picture that 
about 12 months ago, this, this small business was just kind of busting at the seams. Someone had done an awesome job of, of like promoting themselves, bringing, you know, bringing the business in, and, and yet it was you know, getting, getting really, really challenging. And also someone here, in, in, in fairness to Damien, because of his sporting background, really had the, uh, the presence of mind to go, you know what, I, I need a helping hand. Because what never ceases to amaze me is how many small business owners just keep on fighting the valiant fight by themselves and just doing the best that they can do, quite frankly, without knowing how to run a business. And, and I, always, I always say to people, you know, it would be entertaining if, um, you know, these boys in orange over here found me halfway up a building trying to uh, put windows into a building. And I took a long time doing it. And they're, Damien, what are you doing? Oh, mate, I'm just, you know, give me a break. I'm just doing the best I can. Um, but you don't do it like that. Shh, 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 shh. I'm just working it out. It's okay. It'll be fine. Yeah, but you're taking 10 hours to put in one window. It only needs to take an hour. Yeah, but I'll, I'll work it out, you know? Now, this is, this is just, just, just how things seem to be. Um, but, you know, in fairness to you, you, you came along and taught me through. Like, talk me through um, how that particular choke point has shifted. What have, what have you done in the last 12 months to, to unblock that? Well, I think the number one, which is um, allowed beyond to, to prosper, I suppose, you know, and one thing that you know, we, we, we identified very early, that the biggest issue was me. Um, you know, I was falling into the trap of uh, not wanting to let go. Um, you know, and then you know that letting go um, was preventing further sales, um, further clientele. But it was the ability of even letting go with the guys I already had. You know, I wasn't um, trust is a massive thing in business. You know, and I suppose it goes back to um, the A grade team. You know, you got to trust yourself that. The people that you're employing, you're employing them for that particular reason. Um, so we've managed to find our straps at the moment with uh, having an A-grade team. You know, that comes through a, a pretty uh, vigorous um, application interviewing process. So I had the ability of letting go, but at the same time bringing people in. Um, I, uh, I think the you know one thing I, I often hear, and I was I, I put my hand up was it is businesses all, all, all the time. I hear you know it's hard to find good people. Um, you know, to, to a business, and I found that you have to put people on. You have to employ people. You know, um, you know, the hardest thing by not employing people is you know you're missing that sale. You know, it's harder to miss a sale than put someone on. So me employing people, putting people on organically, um, it just grew, grew, grew the business. You know, and, and scaling where it is today. So you got two from zero admin team. You got now two. Mm -hmm. How many, how many more guys in the tools do you have? You so, we've got on, so we've got two admin, and we've got uh, seven out in the field. Yep. Uh, so we've got uh, four plumbers and, um, and, the, and the rest are apprentices. Um, we haven't, uh, our model's never really been to go down the subcontractor to subcontractor field way. However, because we've got such a, such a large, large presence on the MakeSafe scene, so MakeSafe being the emergency um, Storm. So overnight, for example, we had guys working around the clock on um, on tarping roofs and, and that kind of stuff. We may need to explore, um, you know, exercising some subcontractor relations to you know as our as our reach um, grows. So um, yeah. So at the moment we've got you know eight to ten plus strong crew. Yep. Um, 
However, you know, it, what we actively do on the back of your advice is we, whether we need it or not, we're constantly advertising, constant, constantly interviewing, constantly seeking, um, not to poach, but seeking to get that next, that next right person for the business because it's um, a lot of the times what we do is we only employ someone when it's too late, when we're screaming, when we, when, when, when we need them. And by that time, by the time you make the investment on giving them the time to learn the caper, giving them the time to learn the business, you've lost two, three, four months of what, why, you, why you're screaming, why you needed them for. So 233%, that's a, that's a, big, that's a big number. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of moving parts that, that, that go with that. So a year ago, pretty much the day, you were busting at the seams. Now we're 233% bigger, which is 100% is, is obviously twice as big. So just do the maths, it's a big number. What's it like today running a business, having gone through all of that versus what it was like a year ago? Good question, what's it like? Um, just a bigger number. How does it feel? Does it feel easier, more stressful, less stressful? Because I've, you know, I've now realised of um, bringing in the right people and delegating the right roles, um, it's not less stressful, but I would say it's pro there's a probably an element of it being a bit easier because I've let certain things go, given responsibility to people that I, you know, I, I have faith and trust in that are on the same path as what I am. Yep. So just, just for a second here, because it's, it's, it's a very important um, driver for us as a business, is your family. You've got a young family, you've got a, two kids now, mm -hmm. um, a, a pretty much a newborn. Um, talk me through that work-life balance. That, you know, how, does, how does that work for you? Work-life balance or work-life harmony? <laughs> um, it's you the, listen, uh, mate, don't you? <laughs> Look, the balance is the, you know, the, the that's the key. That's the key, I, I, I think, to any successful um, business or company. Um, if you haven't got that balance or harmony, what we say, at home, it's going to affect your company, your business. If you haven't got that harmony or balance within your company, it's going to you know, affect at home. So one thing that I've, I've realised, you know, we strive to offer a good and reputable service. Um, and in that, it's sought after. Um, I quite often to this day go into the trap of falling to guilt because we might have got to that job a little bit late, I haven't invoiced or haven't gotten back to them. I fall into the guilt, but on the actual fact, the service that we're offering is is above par. So um, I just really entrust in our service that we offer, in the guise that I have, which has given me the ability to um, implement that harmony and that balance within the company, which is just by, you know, organically has resulted in the balance and harmony at home. Beautiful. So vision, you've been, uh, you mentioned many times vision. Um, where do you see yourself going from here? Where do you see yourself being in, in two years' time, five years' time? What's the future looking like? Look, the, tw the, the next 12 months is incredibly exciting for us. Um, there, there's a company that's um, about to launch in the next three weeks onto the insurance scene, which is going to um, 
change the game massively um, for the better. Um, we've been approached and uh, now on their panel. So they launched 1st of November, so we're very excited for that, for that, for that opportunity, for what that may present. Um, from a business point, it's not very, you know, you don't want to advertise this, but it's an unknown for us on what they're gonna yep. um, bring to the table. However, um, we're excited then. So from, from the next 12 months point of view, we're looking um, at growing our team probably double of where we are, um, both on the field and on the back end. Um, in that, that will probably then result in having to um, either extend or relocate our premises. Uh, three to five years, we're, we're looking at going um, you know, interstate on the back of, we've got the ability of a lot of our clients and a lot of our um, contracts we have at the moment, they're already positioned interstate. So we've got an ability to really, um, I, I suppose, what's the word, feed off them and use their, use their reach on using my vision on going into state and national. So that's where we kind of see ourselves within the next five years. My brother who runs Beyond Electrical, um, We'll be looking within the next 12 to 24 months in aligning the two the two identities um, together in some some way, shape, or form um, to really um, you know, put put us at the forefront of what we do in our in our niche. Beautiful. Thank you, mate. Thank you for sharing this. Um, I certainly think it's a very empowering um, you know empowering story, and I'm. I don't even like saying this, I'm an old man now, so you're a young bloke by comparison, but you know, for, for you to achieve all of this at, at, at your age is just truly, well, genuinely inspiring. Now, a few questions. Um, I'm curious what, what you guys might like to uh, you know, ask. It's been an impressive journey. How did you go about finding um, your I'll be brutally honest in terms of the staff point of view is uh, the, the staff that we have at the moment came within. Um, in the, and what I mean by that is they still went through all the same um, interviewing um, process, all the application and whatnot, but when the time came to, hey guys, we need to add to the team, I made it loud and clear to our guys. Um, and through their networking, because they already knew our culture, they already knew our vision, they already knew how we operate. Um, they, they had people that were, were, were in the game interested to, um, to, uh, to come on board. So from a frontline front plumbing point of view, I always seek to go within first. Um, but then from an admin point of view, because we're in a very niche market, you know, we, we, we need um, some ex expertise, so to speak. So I've got no problem in advertising what we do and what we're looking for. Um, and then when you know, the CVs or whatnot are coming through, I, um, you know, I, I pay clear attention to you know, where they've come from, what they've done, and I, you know, and I also you know, pay attention to like, the companies they've, they've worked within. Two of, the, two of the girls that we've got at the moment have actually, uh, in their last couple of employments, have worked within companies that we work for now. So um, the biggest thing for us is our culture. Um, you know, you never want to judge a book by its cover, but there's some very uh, generic and um, I, I suppose direct questions that you can ask 
during an interview point of view that can one put them on the spot, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, it's not uncommon for my plumbers that I get them to come in for an interview at 6, 6.30 in the morning. Right, and they've had the odd one or two that they've asked the question, geez, that's a bit early, can't do that. Well, I know that when the time comes to needing them to do some after hours or, some, or, or, or respond you know, at 3 in the morning, I know they're going to be the ones that are going to be saying, well, hey, you know, sorry, I don't like that. So, yeah, that's basically... Thank you. One more question. How are you able to galvanise family members into seeing your goal and to uh, you know, then, like it sounds like your brother and your electrical and your father, of course, um, to keep building on that sandcastle? Because I know some families are like piranhas. They might be in the same mission, but they can eat each other. So to actually bypass that, that piranha fabric in some families by galvanising each one, and seeing each vision, how are you able to do that? Because that, that then makes the core of the business and then you can then start adding to it. I think the, 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 the biggest thing for us is, we, you know, we've got the ability to put the individuals aside. Um, the, the, the number one priority for us is beyond the brand. So we, we, we've, we, we identified very early on on where we want to see beyond go, um, you know, and that's as big as seeing beyond in the, you know, lights and signs, you know what I mean? So it's then what comes underneath that on what we've got to do to fuel, fuel that car. Um, so yeah, there's been some, you know, interesting discussions, particularly between me and my brother. However, the way we're set up at the moment, you know, I'm on my path, he's on his path, it's just by sheer organic coincidence that we're on the, on, on the same path with the same vision, with the same energy, the same determination. So I think the, the, the biggest thing with anything is the communication. Um, I communicate with him on where we are, what I want to do, where we want to go, and he's the same vice versa. So if and when there is any uh, concerns, issues arising, the first thing we do is put it on the table. Um, because you're right, when, you know, when there's uh, different parties involved, you know, in particular family, it can be interesting. Um, but I think that the, the, the number one thing for us, and always will be, is uh, it's not Damien, it's not Julian, it's beyond. So, uh, and that'll, that'll always be the, the, the most important factor of what we're doing. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. So. Um Hi, I'm Stephen Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group, and what a great, uh, what a great sharing moment there between Damien Divacentis and David Churden, one of our senior partners here at Business Benchmark Group. And I guess you know when you think about what Damien had to do with Beyond Plumbing before it started, you know he travelled overseas and he and he worked overseas and got to I guess experience what it was like uh, to be a uh, a team member in a business that was a thriving business in the UK, and ultimately 
ultimately how that sort of created in his mind the platform for what he wanted and what he needed his business to look and feel and ultimately execute and build a reputation for back in Melbourne when he decided to kick off his beyond plumbing, I guess, um, ambition. And, and since then, how, you know, he's um, extended that thinking and that sort of creative um, approach to running and growing his business with now having the Beyond Electrical, which is a component that's not exactly related to the business, but at some point can be, as it's his brother's business, of course, at some point be the extended arm of the Beyond, I guess, brand and name and how that sort of continues to flow out. But I just, uh, again, I just... I just think there's something in continuously thinking ahead and continuously reaching out to get some ideas and how do those ideas from with commercial savviness and commercial acumen become yours and how you shape them and, and ultimately execute them and then you measure and then you re- realign, recorrect and go back into execution. There's so much to be said for businesses and business owners that continuously are clear about what their outcome needs to be, what is the planning which is the miracle to confirm the plan so that we can execute with precision and thereafter be masters at measurement and and accountability and correction and therefore having a better go at execution again. So at the Business Benchmark Group, we are all four people that are feet on the ground, ultimately clear about where they are and being okay with investing business owner and critical thinking time as to where they need to be and with precision go about creating the planning and the plan. And, you know, thinking about your profit blueprint, which is a massive strategic planning day, which is coming up in several, uh, in several weeks' time. You know, in four to six weeks' time, we're going to be at your profit blueprint pushing the needle forward for another six months, which ultimately advances our thinking for the next 12 months. You know, our, our Your Profit Blueprint events every January and every July are just critical, pivotal points to expanding the critical thinking and the strategic thinking as business owners and our leadership teams so that we are consistently creating that flight plan that moves our business forward. I'm Stefan Kazakas, Business Benchmark Group, where we are constantly constantly moving and moving our opportunity, moving the needle, moving what are our challenges and ultimately our opportunities forward. I look forward to hearing your feedback and what it is that's going to be important for you in this next 12 months so that you get the best kickstart, the best kickoff, the best unbelievable third quarter in the financial year nailed as we move into this next period. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.